Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's the 16th of Rabiul Akhir, 1431, corresponding with the 1st of April, 2010. This is your program, Tazkiyah, Laylatul Jum'ah, that comes out live out of Johannesburg, with me, Musa Akudi, your host here in the studio in Johannesburg, and Sheikh Kamaluddin Ahmed, live out of Pakistan. Our SMS line for this program is the international numbers, 0027-8467021251. Audio streaming, www.ciibroadcasting.net. Um, we a little bit, we, we apologize for the delay in connecting with uh, Sheikh Kamaluddin Ahmed. We've got a beautiful uh, weather outside. It's a slight drizzle, Sheikh, and uh, uh, I must say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And how are you this evening, Sheikh? Alhamdulillah. That's wonderful. We in for a long weekend out here in South Africa, right up till Monday. So inshallah, I'm sure quite a few of the listeners, many listeners may be at home. So inshallah, we are looking forward to connect with you, inshallah, to get your valuable advices. Uh, Sheikh, what are you going to be speaking to us about tonight? Uh, tonight, inshallah, we're going to continue our discussion of the different types of column. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about the pure heart and the diseased heart and the dead heart and the need to purify our hearts. And today we're going to talk a bit about the hypocrisy of the heart. Quite interesting, Sheikh. Sheikh, you, you can take over, Jazakallah. Alhamdulillah wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadahi al-ladheen astafa amma ba'd. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim, bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. La yadhkuruna allaha illa qalila. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala sinuna Muhammad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran al-Kareem has mentioned a group of people who are called the munafiqun or sometimes the munafiqeen, the hypocrites. This term in the Quran al-Kareem is used primarily to denote people who have hypocrisy in iman, who have nifaq fil iman, that means that they say with their tongue that they believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They claim or profess belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but in their hearts, and again this is their spiritual hearts, they don't believe. And in fact their spiritual hearts are empty and devoid of belief. This is known as nifaq fil iman. And then there's another type of nifaq, which is called nifaq fil amal. And that means that person who says they profess and say they believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with their tongue, and they do believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their heart, but their actions do not comply with those beliefs. Their a'mal, their actions, their thoughts, their statements, their habits, their lifestyle, their deeds do not correspond to the iman that they profess with their tongue and the iman that they do have in their heart. Now, the interesting thing is that we are living in a day and age uh, in which we find all types of alamat around us. And many times, and we had in this ad break as well, this notion of alamat al-qiyamah. And if we look in, in the Muslim ummah, whether we look in the family, community, society, 
collectivity, the entire ummah, we find that different things that were mentioned by Nabi Akrim sallallahu in the hadith as the signs of spiritual decline that would appear in the Muslim ummah, about 90 or so percent of those signs are already apparent that we would not be steadfast in our prayers, that when we speak we would lie or exaggerate, that when we make promises and pledges we would be unable to fulfill them, that interest would be rampant, etc., etc. And there's a whole separate uh, series uh, of talks one could give on this topic. But when we look outside of our individual selves and look out there at the state of the ummah, we find the alamat of qiyamah. Mm. But when we look inside of ourselves and look inside of our hearts, even more worrisome, even more dangerous, even more, you know, of much more of a tremendous magnitude, is when we look in ourselves and look inside our hearts, we find the alamat of the munafiqeen. Mm. And that is what is very scary. Even sometimes the alamat that Allah subhanahu wa mentioned in the Quran for those people who were munafiq in terms of their iman. And one example of that was the ayah that I recited in the beginning, La yadhkuruna allaha illa qalila. That they don't remember Allah subhanahu except a little bit. And this is our problem is that we have this sign inside of us, inside our heart. So that heart that only remembers Allah Santa a little bit, that is being labeled not directly but indirectly by the Quran as the Qalbun Munafiq, as the hypocritical heart. And everything around us in this world, our whole environment, you see, it's almost like we have Iman, we have this nifaq fil amma, which means we have iman in our tongues. We have iman in our hearts, but we don't have the attributes of iman. We don't have the sifat of iman. So we're a mu'min, but we're not of the sabirin. We're a mu'min, but we're not of the shakirin. We're a mu'min, but we're not of the zakirin. We're a mu'min, but we're not of the muttaqin. We're a mu'min, but we're not of the mutawakkilin. We're a mu'min, but we're not of the awabin. So it's a kind of an unadulterated an empty imam <laughs> now if we were to take an example and to sort of draw an analogy between spiritual life and physical life so imagine if there's a person who has a physical living being who's physically alive but they don't have the attributes of life so imagine a human being who is blind and they're deaf and they're mute and they can't smell and they're completely paralyzed entirely from the neck down. So just imagine such a human being, or imagine ourselves being like that, that we're completely paralyzed, and we're blind, and we're deaf, and we can't speak, we're mute, and we have no even sense of smell or sense of taste. Allah Akbar. And we would say, and people, and people in the West would say, this is a case for mercy killing, for a lethal injection for euthanasia, right? Mm-hmm. Because they would say, and but we, we would say, no, look, but that person's alive. They'd say, fine, yes, technically they're physically alive. They're still breathing and they're still alive. They haven't died. But what type of life is this? And that's exactly what our state of Iman is in. So that kalm that is weak and that kalm is monophic, yes, it has Iman. Just like that physical body had that physical life. It had life. But it had a life empty of all of the attributes of the living. 
and we have an iman that is empty of all of the attributes of the mu'mineen. Mm-hmm. So we're just we're spiritually just like that person physically. Mm-hmm. Then you add on top of it that we are not only do we not have the attributes of the mu'mineen, but we have the diseased heart, we have sins. Mm-hmm. We have sinful emotions, we have unlawful lust, we have unlawful greed, we have unlawful anger, we have unlawful envy, jealousy, etc. So now let's go back and imagine that that human being who is completely paralyzed, who is blind, deaf, mute, can't smell, can't taste, on top of that, they have heart disease, they have diabetes, they have hypertension, they have leprosy. Mm. Imagine a human like that has all of those illnesses also. But still, technically, they're still alive. Mm. And we say, yes, well, they're not dead. They are the living. Just like that, we have this iman, empty of all of the sifat of the mu'mineen, and riddled with all of the alamat and illnesses of the munafiqeen, but technically, yes, alhamdulillah, we haven't fallen into kufr. We still have that iman. But what type of iman is that? It's the same type of iman that that person, is, that same type of life or quality of life that that person has who had all of those paralysis and all of those illnesses. So we are the spiritual equivalent of the paralyzed, crippled, blind, deaf, mute, Leprosy, heart disease, hypertension, diabetes person. Allah Akbar. It's, this is what has happened to our hearts. And we don't realize it also because we're numb. You know, Imam Ghazali, rahimullah, had mentioned in Ihya'ul-Muddin in one of his famous works. And he was talking about exactly this, the ailments of the heart. And he wrote in that, and it's amazing, he lived 950 years ago. It's almost a thousand years now. It's almost a thousand years. In 2080, it'll be a thousand years. 900 and something years ago, he writes this. What does he write? He writes the following, that people today, he was writing about his time. People today who have ailments of the heart have become numb and immune to them. They don't realize them. They're in a state of delusion and denial of them. And the example of the gay is they're like a leper, a person has leprosy, who looks in the mirror, who can see in the mirror, but denies that they're disfigured in any way. Mm-hmm. So if that was the state 900-something years ago, then we can imagine what is our state now. And, and so on top of this, what does this mean? That we're living in an environment, in an age, an age of fitna and fasad, an age of atheism, agnosticism, secular liberalism, an age of Marxism, communism, an age of all types of false ideologies, an age of Islamic modernism and Islamic reformism. And what these things do is they desensitize us to our ailments. So it's not just that we're weak, it's we have this negative environment. So go back to the example of that physical person who has paralysis, who's blind, deaf, mute, no smell, no taste, has leprosy, diabetes, heart disease, tension, etc. And now imagine them being in a room, and in the air supply of that room, we are launching all types of viruses. The virus of atheism, the virus of secularism, the virus of doubts and skepticism, the virus of materialism and love for this world, the virus of fashion, media, culture. So imagine their whole air supply being full of all these types of viruses. Mm-hmm. That is our spiritual state. 
If we were to look at it rationally, maybe a person would think that it's impossible. But alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the deen such that it has such a power in it. And even just this attribute of tawbah in the deen, returning ruju ilallah, returning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah has kept the doors of his deen wide open. That if a person even in such a state of being spiritually crippled, in this like, likeness to the state of the physical person I mentioned, mm-hmm. but if they return back to Allah subhanahu wa Allah subhanahu can wipe away all of that spiritual disease, all of that hypocrisy of the heart, all of that paralysis of the heart, mm-hmm. just if we turn back to Him. Mm-hmm. And the way we have to turn back to Him, and this is even what Allah subhanahu explained to us, just in this word, Islam, which is the name of our deen. You see, the word salam means peace, and taslim means to surrender and submit. And Islam means to create and attain peace through surrender and submission to the will of Allah, the will and pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the meaning of the word Islam. And many of us, we should know that when we explain the deen to non-Muslims, we shouldn't say Islam means peace. We say Islam means to attain inner peace and to create outer peace through the surrender and submission to the will and pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is where we're lacking. And many of us, we are lacking in submission, but many of us are even more lacking in the surrender. So we have this ability that we're able to submit. And we hear something about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our hearts submit and they fall in love. We hear something about the might and grandeur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our hearts do submit and they fall in fear. We may pray and as an act of submission. We may do other ibadat and worship as an act of submission. So we submit, but what we're doing, what we're not doing is we're not surrendering. We don't surrender those things about ourselves and about our lives that are keeping us from Allah subhanahu wa That is the hypocrisy of the heart. Then on the one hand it submits, but on the other hand it fails to surrender. And sometimes we explain this, our shaykh has explained this, using two words in English, only and also. Hmm. And he mentions that there's two types of people, and there's a third type as well, but that's a complete unbeliever. There are two types of people within the believers, one who say that we love Allah only, and the second is the ones who say we love Allah also. Hmm. And what it means when we say we love Allah also is we have that submission to Allah subhanahu but we can't surrender. Hmm. We can't surrender love of the world. We can't surrender some false, unlawful love of so-and-so of the opposite gender. We can't surrender for some of us love of ourselves. Some of us have this vanity and conceit. We love our way of thinking. We love our temperament. We love our outlook. And if somebody can explain Islam according to our intelligence, our intellect and our outlook and our temperament, then we will praise them. And otherwise not. So actually what we're doing is we're praising ourselves. We're glorifying our own self, our own nafs. So however it may be, we're not ready to surrender. And this is something I would mentioned on our program, I think about a month or two ago, the concept that the Mashaikh of the self has a fanai nafsi. And on the one hand, fanai nafsi means to annihilate the nafsi amara, the, the carnal appetite, the base self, the unlawful desires that we have. But another level of fanai nafsi also meant to obliterate and annihilate and extinguish any concept of ourself. 
to say that I have, I surrender my personality, I surrender my temperament, I surrender my outlook, I surrender my own self completely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, such that I negate myself entirely as a, as a, it's just a process, it's not the result, it's not the maqam, it's just a hal for a, it is a transitory state. I surrender myself completely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when a person does such kamal surrender, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala molds them, remolds them, refashions their tabiyat, refashions their personality and temperament that leads them to complete submission. So complete surrender to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes the hidayah overcome us, overpower us, and molds us in the hidayah of wahi, in the, in the guidance of scripture, revelation, prophethood, and prophecy, and then a person then ends up in complete submission. So the hypocrisy of our hearts many times is, some, for some of us sometimes it is that we don't submit, but some, for many of us many of the time is that we don't surrender. We don't surrender what peer pressure is telling us to do. We don't surrender what fashion, culture, society, the media is telling us to do. We don't surrender maybe what some family member or friend is telling us to do. We don't surrender what our nafs, what shaitan, what the dunya, what makhluk are telling us to do. Because we don't surrender, that's our hypocrisy. That we're not willing to give up things for the sake of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. This is something that even, uh, you know, those of us who are us beginners on the path of saluk, we're not able to avoid it. We're caught in this. That we're still there's certain things that we're so attached to, we're so latched onto that we do, we just can't surrender them. And whatever extent we're not able to surrender, that is going to keep us from attaining the qurb of Allah Subhanahu wa Until we have 100% surrender, we won't have 100% qurb. We won't have 100% nearness and proximity. We won't have 100% love. We won't be 100% belovedness. And this is the hypocrisy that comes in our heart. And normally it comes because of what our shaykh mentioned, is that we have love for Allah. We do have a longing and yearning for Allah, but we have a longing and yearning and love for something else also. And it's that also that we have to surrender so that we become people who are only. So those hearts that are only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not also for something that is impermissible to Allah. But even, even there's one, there's this concept in the self becoming fanafillah. And that means, and, and, and ultimately, and I mentioned this two, two weeks ago, that when we talk about muhabbat, there's a word called ishq in Arabic. And ishq means the superlative, intense, extreme, passionate form of muhabbat. That ishq is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then we have muhabbat and love for others in Allah Ta'ala's name for Allah's sake or that which Allah has deemed and rendered permissible. Now, one aspect, one state, again, it's not a permanent station or a permanent state of existence, but a step on the path, a step on the journey, is to have this fanafillah, which means to extinguish all other loves, even the permissible loves to annihilate every single thing and lose ourselves completely in the ishq of Allah subhanahu wa and then to reconnect with all of the jai's loves in this world in the name of that ishq, for the sake of that ishq, out of the nisbat for that ishq for Allah subhanahu wa 
So it requires a, it's, it's for a particular stage, and this is sort of, you know, much later maybe in the soul, but a person reaches the stage where they have to make that sur- absolute and complete surrender. And then after that absolute and complete severance and surrender, then they reconnect themselves back to creation in a lawful way, in a lawful love that is done in the name and the sake for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have that hypocrisy we don't want to let go. We want to have love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to have the deen. We, you know, so those of us who are... We're struggling to become closer to Allah. We listen to these programs. It means that we are people who do have love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That we do want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we're not willing to surrender. We have something else we want to keep along with us also. Whether it's the dunya, whether it's ourselves, whether it's some unlawful love from the opposite gender, there's something else also, and there's something that's keeping us from being only. That's a type of nifaq in our heart. And that's why I say Imam Ghazali also in, uh, in another book of his, uh, in Al-Maqsa Al-Asna, he writes that until one reason why a person is not able to fall in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala based on the asmal husna and the noble sifat and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then a person is not able to have a longing and a yearning to adorn themselves with those attributes as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes us, to adorn ourselves with them, the one reason he writes for that is that because in their heart they have a yearning and a longing for something other than Allah as well. And if they have a longing and yearning and love for something that is ghair Allah, for the masuwa, for that which is other than Allah, then that prevents them. And it's that hypocrisy that cripples us. And even so much so that if a person spends years building up that yearning and longing and love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but then they can lose that with the moments of learn yearning and longing for Ghair Allah. So we have to be careful of these moments of hypocrisy because they, sometimes they can be crippling. And the way to counter that is moments of tawbah. And the more and more we can make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this nifaq in our amal, for this nifaq in our iman, for any and all types of hypocrisies, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are sick and tired of having a hypocritical heart. We don't want to have a heart that has you but has something else also, a heart that loves you, yearns for you, but has love and yearning for something else also. But instead, rather, we too, we also want to be people who have a heart that is only and only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that every single feeling and emotion in that heart is only and only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the nisbat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we can start fighting this nifaq in our heart by starting to surrender, and trying to pick something tonight, we can all pick something that we can surrender for the sake of Allah. That we know deep down in our hearts that it is something that is keeping us from Him. And if we can keep making one after the under surrender, then once we, then Allah Ta'ala will accept us for kamil taslim and kamil surrender. He will bestow upon us and that kamil iman that is free from all types of nifaq. And then he will bring us to this Qalbun Salim that is free from all types of illness and hypocrisy. And this is our du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa akhir da'wana. And alhamdulillah, ilam bin alamin. Jazakallah, Shaykh. Uh, it was really wonderful, the inner states of the heart. We really enjoyed that particular aspect. And what comes to mind now are the very potent statements that you made where we said, do we love Allah only or do we love Allah also? We need to take this home and think about it. 
and of course the deeper and inner meaning of Islam where you said that Islam means to attain inner and outer peace with a complete surrender and submission to the will of Allah. That indeed was very, very exciting. And for the sake of our listeners, I need to repeat that. The Sheikh mentioned Islam is to attain inner and outer peace with the surrender and submission to the, to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, Sheikh mentioned some very beautiful things tonight and he even mentioned to annihilate our carnal appetites. And I think these are the setbacks in our journey, saluk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we need to come firmly and resolve and we need to say, like Sheikh explained, I surrender my personality, I surrender my temperament, my outlook. Not only that, I surrender myself completely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And because we do not surrender to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is our hypocrisy. So we've got to take stock of ourselves and pay a deep, uh, uh, you know, concentration on what Sheikh has mentioned to us tonight. And inshallah, uh, we uh, see these for the previous talks given by our Honorable Sheikh are also available from the offices of CII. But inshallah, Aziz, stay tuned every Laylatul Jumu'ah for this wonderful program with our Sheikh. And Sheikh, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam.